What's going on, everyone? Thank you so much for being here, and welcome back to the Chapman Civility Podcast. This is a podcast where we're going to be talking about civility and civil discourse, and uh, yeah, kind of where it's at, where it's going, and what uh, we as individuals and as a society can kind of do to, um, you know, impact that and affect it and change it. Um, so yeah, we, we are part of the uh, Bateman National Public Relations Competition team at Chapman University, and uh, this is our third installment of the Chapman Civility Podcast. And again, thank you so much to our listeners, and thank you so much for being here. My name is Ian Simmons. And I'm Eric Vaderwish. And we're going to jump right into it. So last week, we talked a little bit about kind of our individual roles in, uh, in civility and in civility. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit today about, you know, politics, because that's such a um, a, a heavy matter and it's it's something that really runs deep with people and it is you know a platform where I really think civility and civil discourse really kind of shows itself in its best and worst forms um. <laughs> sorry did I you cut out for a second did you ask me a question oh no 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 no! i was just kind of i was i was just kind of making the same I'll, I'll cut all this out my internet's been really really wonky lately okay. so i apologize um no problem yeah no i was just saying so we're we're gonna talk about politics today um uh, you know which mm-hmm. is uh, definitely some heavier subject matter um Absolutely. because you know it's one of those things that you know really really runs deep with people and um you know politics and political platforms today are really you know where we see civility and civil discourse at its best and at its worst and i think um you know that that's where kind of a lot of people turn to to um you know to get examples of what political civility is and should be um so yeah how how do you how how do you how do you feel about kind of just how how politicians are are I guess I guess um what's the word I'm looking for um facilitating yeah just like civil discourse like how, how do you feel about how they've kind of interacted with each other um, yeah yeah just kind of I guess in years past and where we're at today so I feel like a lot of where we are today it's I feel like we're not really facilitating civil discourse we're coming to this point of we're so divided between the two parties and it's always always the instance of blaming the other person blaming the other party what have you and i think ultimately also agreeing with your own party and i think it kind of fails to address the fact that there are a multitude of opinions within both parties like they're both major parties both democrats and republicans we have uh, instances of people doing bad stuff on both sides and people doing good stuff on both sides. And I think in enforcing that divide among Americans, we're pushing us farther to a point of incivility where both sides are just uh, theoretically sticking to or metaphorically sticking to their guns with any issue where they just don't want to give ground to the other side at all no matter what the circumstance is and i think that's yeah there's a lot of absolutely involved (laughs) um so i think in that regard i am upset with politics uh right now and 
it's not just on an individual it's it's not just on an individual basis or an individual party for that matter uh it it comes from the top down into politicians from politicians it extends out from the people and i think we need to realize that we also have a role in trying to work towards civility in politics do you think politicians are more are like the most responsible source of kind of how civility functions in this country um most responsible i i don't know about most responsible because that's a that's a hard thing to point at directly and say this is this is the problem right here uh because i feel like if we could necessarily do that i feel like it would be a lot easier of a problem to solve if it was all coming from one major spot i think i think the politicians absolutely play a major part in it and i think it reinforces the ideas that we're having about politics itself because if if the people at the top are doing it and they're the ones that are running politics essentially it makes it easier for people to do the same thing because they're just thinking this is how the system works this is how it's supposed to operate do you think it's it's more of the like the like like politics are one thing but do you but behind every you know like every politician is also just like there there's a human and so mm-hmm. do you think that's like do you think it's just like the the people and the personalities more more so than the politics themselves and it's just so happen it, it just so happens that like the people and politicians that we put in charge are just kind of you know coincidentally all just kind of <laughs> garbage and facilitating civil discourse like what's i, I don't know i'm just mm-hmm. like because like I'm, I'm just thinking if it's not politicians and you know we're gonna dive in a little a bit yeah. more to social media later but like you know where did where did this come from i think a lot of it does have to try to do with the career of a politician in a sense because they're it in some regard it does benefit them to continue this system well, of course because if they can really pitch to their party pitch to the people who would vote for them then they can continue having a career in politics because they'll keep saying and doing whatever the party wants and that's what the people see because that's what they want to see because they're not wanting to give that ground to the other party so we want someone that's going to do exactly what the party expects so i think in that regard, so it's, just, it's, so it's brand loyalty. <laughs> yeah, brand loyalty whole, is a great way to put it. Brand loyalty. It all comes down to brand loyalty, I think. Yeah, I mean, like as 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 much of I, as much as I kind of just joked about it just then, like mm-hmm. it, it is, and you know, it's it's hard because you know people just have so much pride and God Absolutely. knows what, and people are so stubborn to just are so reluctant to just mm-hmm. like listen to uh, other people and just to be able to say like okay like that's a, that's a valid thing that you have to say mm-hmm. and people are just so gung-ho on like nope gotta ride or die with whoever Absolutely. i'm with and you know like 
and again, that that's across both parties Absolutely. and across all sides, and it's 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 tough because like where because like if everyone's just going to be so gung ho and unable to listen, mm-hmm. um, where are we? You know, where are we? Are we just kind of doomed to fail? <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, of course, it's like a heavy question, but it's like, yeah, you know, especially over these last, I guess, four years, mm-hmm. you know, it hasn't gotten better. It's for yeah. damn sure. I think it also kind of stems out to how um, active politicians can be on places like social media, too, um, because as we saw through the last presidency, Donald Trump was very active on social media um, until recently, but we have we have now a direct way for people to see what politicians are saying without that that middle uh, middleman of like journalism or those things. And we still have journalism, but we now have a direct path between these people the politicians and the community without the need for formal news addresses without the need for formal speeches all of those things politicians can say and do pretty much whatever they want on social media and they can get an audience from the people in an instant yeah i mean and even today like it's 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 tough because like you mentioned journalism and so much of journalism is just mm-hmm. swayed one side or the one side or the other either. And they, yeah. they portray uh, their information and the truth as they want to. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's so, about brand loyalty. They know their audience. Loyalty. It's a nightmare. And I think another problem with social media that we're seeing, uh, I just, I just watched the social dilemma last night. Oh, uh, I've heard it's really it's, good. It's a very it. good documentary. I think it was very well done. Uh, But one of the points that they really brought up, and I think this does play a lot into our political incivility, is our Facebook feeds or any social media feeds are different depending on who we are. They know what we're looking at, how long we're spending looking at it, and what kind of content will keep us there. So what we're seeing in a lot of cases on these social media feeds is you keep getting content that fits with what you already believe. And so it becomes so hard to cross this gap when everyone is just seeing things that they already agree with. Confirmation bias. Yeah, absolutely. And then how do we bridge that gap between one side is saying, oh, how can how can the other side see anything differently than I do? Because I'm seeing all of this stuff that points to what I believe in. And then we hear the exact same thing on the other side. Yeah. And uh, I mean, so this kind of segues well. So, I mean, I mean, I certainly do think this, but I want to know your opinions as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I certainly think the bulk of the blame certainly stands from uh, of just kind of the state of our political civility and mm-hmm. lack thereof uh, comes from news sources and social media. Yeah. And that's where I honestly think the bulk of it is because <laughs> anyone can put anything anywhere, you know, like conspiracies start when some, someone has some crazy idea about something that doesn't even 
yeah. remotely like makes sense. And people believe it because there mm-hmm. are just, I mean, for a slew of reasons, but you know, so I, I mean, I certainly blame the media, but then it's like, how do we, how do we control that? Because then you get into a lot of moral and ethical things. Like we saw with Donald Trump being suspended from Twitter, mm-hmm. like, you know, like that was, yeah, it, <laughs> it, it, it just gets so, it I... gets so fuzzy because like we want to like portray accurate information but you know then Mm -hmm. morals and ethics get involved and you know it's it's accurate information according to who and so it just gets so it gets so fuzzy but i mean i think social media is a huge and and broadcast Mm -hmm. media too is a huge uh, proponent of the civil it's the civil (laughs) discourse and lack thereof that we experience yeah you know yeah i totally agree um, what you said about conspiracy theories is very, very prominent, I believe. And it comes into play with that social media aspect, too. And the, I think conspiracy theories are nuts. They, they are. baffle my mind. They are. But, you know, the way that people get to those and the way that they spread is we're gradually seeing people getting pushed further and further to them because of a lot of these internet algorithms that keep you going on these little rabbit holes of what true what content you'll like if you start with one then it leads you to one that's just a little bit closer to that conspiracy theory and then once you watch that one it pushes you a little bit closer to that yeah 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 and so then rabbit hole yeah and then we go down these rabbit holes and we can't climb back out because we have we've gone so far now yeah I also, um, I also think that, you know, because I feel like a lot of the things that we see in news and media are pretty, not to say they're similar, but it's like, Mm -hmm. it's just, you can kind of expect more of the same day in and day out. Um, and you know, if it's not more of the same, it's usually not something that you're entirely surprised by. So I think people are attracted to conspiracies because they're Mm -hmm. interesting and they're new and it's like, Oh, what is this insane thing that I'm reading? Let me follow that. And then you find out that it's not true. And then Mm -hmm. you don't care because it's some piece of interesting information that you've somehow, you know, garnered up a bunch of information on. Yeah. And I think that's Um, another thing to really pay attention to in regards to civility, particularly online is when we're seeing those headlines that sound so sensational, it sound so crazy because we're seeing, we're living in a time when people can have a platform and essentially make up whatever they want. And if you're making stuff up, you don't have to follow any guidelines. You don't have to adhere to any truth. It's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Because you can do whatever you want. Yeah. But you can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, you absolutely can. That's scary. And I I have my thoughts on this, but I'm I'm wondering what how do we get around that then if we want to break out of these like social media internet echo chambers of what we're seeing. I, I wish there was an answer, but I don't think there is one, <laughs> you know, I, um, it's tough. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, in a perfect world, like we mm-hmm. would all just listen to one news station <laughs> that presented nothing but objective truths with legitimately zero bias. And that's not real life, yeah. you know, which is tough because 
you know, people can interpret the truth in different ways. And, mm-hmm. you know, in, in some sense, there is validity to that. You know, I, I, you know, like facts are one thing, like, and spitting false facts, that's stupid. But like, mm-hmm. you know, you can, people can have different truths about interpreting this, like similar information. Yeah. You know, um, and uh, like, it's just unfortunate that some of those truths eventually lead to things that are not so truthful and then straying Mm -hmm. away from facts which have been proven time and time again um so i mean as far as how do we get out of that i i I don't know i but i think the Mm -hmm. the most you know because like the the news stations for example are just like another just platform that connects the politicians and the higher-ups to the Mm -hmm. civilians so um but you know, if all news stations were reporting the exact same thing and just were reporting objective truths, then you know, would we have these issues? Who knows? Um, I certainly don't think we would have them as on this large of a scale. But then you get into the in, into the arguments of okay, well, like whose truth is <laughs> right? And yeah. then it's like yes, yeah, yeah whose truth it's, is it's the just truth. so fuzzy and so hairy, you know? Yeah, we. I completely agree. I think it is a very fuzzy difficult situation to navigate but i think at least the a good place to start is trying to bridge that gap between what i'm seeing and what you're seeing and you're being collectively people who have a different viewpoint than i do which is going to be every single person that exists every (laughs) uh so if we can start to try to bridge those gaps i think through recognizing that other people's ideas are real and they should be taken seriously because they're leading to serious action we're seeing a time when differences in opinion over fact have led to many people dying like that is as grim as it sounds that is an objective fact there are people dying over differences in opinion and sometimes over politics true and so i think if we can start to try and close that gap through recognizing that there is a real opinion that regardless of how true it is, that is a real opinion and treat it in a manner that recognizes its reality and attempts to work towards a betterment of everyone. So do you think that essentially all opinions should kind of be heard out and just respected as someone's opinion? Um, I'm trying to find the right words to explain what I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, that's it's, that's it's on another, the right it's track. Another, yeah. It's another tricky one. It's a it's another tricky one, you know, mm-hmm. because like I I I get what you're saying yeah, in yeah, essence, yeah. and I do agree with it. I think everyone is absolutely like entitled to their own opinions, but you know, where mm-hmm. do we where do we draw the line of? Okay, this is yeah. We do have like, like this. But like, where do we, where does that line come in? Because, you know, so many, 
Because, like, for example, you know, they're, they're, we can draw the line just, like, wherever we want, we want to, but, like, it, it becomes mm-hmm. a problem when there's millions of other people on the other mm-hmm. side of that line who you've now just cut off. Yeah. You know? Um, so, like, how, how do we, how do we kind of balance that? I think when I say um, respect that the other person's opinion is real, I don't necessarily mean just accept it and move on. Okay. It's it's real to that person in that they believe that it is the truth. And what I mean in, in treating that as the reality that they're living it's not necessarily saying yeah we have different opinions we can move on mm-hmm. it's treat it as though that is what they live by and talk to them as if you were talking to yourself having your reality challenged I think, and and that's that might be even too generalization, too much of a generalization, mm-hmm. because we do we have absolutely racist, homophobes, uh, xenophobes, all sorts of things who are advocating for people for people's harm because of who they are, and who they are is not harming anybody just out of their mere existence so i think when we run into opinions like that it definitely becomes harder to have civil conversations and i think in those instances it can be a bit more justified to like push like if you're harming someone for being themselves when they're not harming anyone in that regard yeah i I do have a hard time saying just treat that opinion with respect. No, and that's totally yeah. valid. That's totally valid. Um, but it's just like mm-hmm. where where do we draw yeah. the line? You know, um, because like there there are a lot of instances where um, you know people like mm-hmm. people's disagreements go just like way back with just like traditional or cultural beliefs Mm -hmm. and you know like again not not making not defending that in any way i'm a firm believer that we should focus on like our cultures now and how we are developing now um but yeah so i mean i guess just kind of a follow-up question like where or or how do we like determine (laughs) what we want to what conversations and what discussions and what opinions we we want to give life to you know, because what we might see as like a a, a radical, insane, ludicrous, mm-hmm. you know, just opinion that makes no yeah. sense. You know, that's their truth. And if if they're not gonna if they're not gonna be heard, or we're not gonna be heard, or whoever's not gonna be heard, then you know, we just go kind of in this spiral. Mm-hmm. So, um, but again, like it, there's also the the, <laughs> the side of that. So it's like okay, like these people are challenging my or your or someone's right to just like live in some capacity so um 
you know, how, how do we go about that situation and how do we kind of determine how to mm-hmm. see eye to eye in any capacity? Yeah. You know? um, yeah. First of all, for all of our listeners, um, if there's ever a situation in which a discussion with someone who is of a different opinion than you could result in harm to you or to someone else, I would say avoid it if you can. Yeah. I No, I, I Yeah, didn't. I absolutely prioritize your safety and the safety of those around you. Um but when we're tackling these bigger, more extreme issues, I think let let it be a dialogue but don't necessarily just hear their point move on to your point and then off and off and off i think hear what the other person is saying for both sides and in that moment with both of you hopefully being from a place of we're trying to better ourselves through understanding. I think we can start to achieve some kind of ground there. Because if, if you go in with the intention of fighting someone, you're going to fight someone. If you go in with the intention of trying to work towards something and the other person comes in with that uh, attitude to fight someone, you'll likely end up in a fight or you won't get anywhere. But I think if we both come in with the idea of trying to work towards something, then we can start working toward that bridging the gap that we've been talking about. So what happens when there's so many people who don't want to work towards something and they just want to work towards what they yeah, want? Yeah, well, that's the problem. <laughs> um, I think we can only control ourselves. Mm-hmm. So anything that I do has to come from myself. I can I can talk on this podcast for hours on end, but if we... If we have people that don't want to listen to what I'm saying, they want, they're not going to listen. It's up yeah. to the individuals to accept civility and to try to change what they're doing. Because I have absolutely contributed to incivility in a number of occasions in all sorts of different subjects. And I, I absolutely want to change that. I want to work towards a better world. And it is hard. It's hard work. I also feel like it's kind of hard to expect someone to see your side mm-hmm. or for someone to expect you to see their side if cuz like no one wants to be the first one to do that because mm-hmm. I feel like in this kind of goes to back to the yeah. thing like no one wants to be the first one to give in a little mm-hmm. bit. Um so I mean I think it's I think it's really hard because 
uh, yeah, I mean, cause just, just trying to be the first person to say like, <laughs> Hey, okay, let me, let me hear where you're coming yeah. from. Like it's hard, you know? Um, because that also, cause it, and especially like if you don't really know the person you're talking to, that could turn into mm. them taking an opportunity to completely attack yeah. you. And that's obviously not the, the approach. <laughs> um, or, or that's not the, that's not the goal or the thing you want to get out of that. But, um, yeah, because but then it also it, it just gets challenging when you're like, okay, like I want to have a conversation with you, and you know you you are having a conversation, mm-hmm. but like you're just trying to yell at the person to see who can be louder. Yeah. Um. So I I, I don't really know where I'm going <laughs> with all this, but it's just like it's I, yeah. I'm definitely rambling, but like it's hard, yeah. you know, to to understand, you know, when when and how do we have these conversations so people can actually just take a step back and look at themselves mm-hmm. and look at the other person and say, okay, how can we work together yeah. here? Um, I think, yeah, I, I don't know. I think we got to give up our pride and it, it can be scary because we do live in that situation in that world where we do see a lot of not wanting to give up ground. And as soon as someone sees that you're in that state of quote weakness, they absolutely are open to attacking you on it and this is actually something that we're going to be discussing in our campaign uh we're having a panel discussion uh with different chapman professors from all sorts of different uh backgrounds different areas of study and we're actually going to be addressing a lot of this issue of how do we bridge this gap when we have these dangerous viewpoints and so we will definitely touch on that next week but this is definitely something to look out for and it's not a simple answer if if it's, it's never, never a simple, a simple answer. answer but simple it's i said civil <laughs> i said civil there, there is, is a civil, a civil, answer, a civil ever. answer the trouble is figuring out what it is um yeah, yeah. but i think it and and like we have a multitude of places the problem comes from there doesn't have to just be one solution to it either we have all of these different avenues that we can go down to work towards something better it's not necessarily like one action and then boom civility is all solved it's all good now we've got we've got work to do and it's got to be continuous work to push that needle over to to be more civil um okay i have i have a a very bold and loaded yes or no question okay to kind of wrap to kind (laughs) of wrap things up here um do you think at some point things will get better as far (laughs) as civility and civil discourse like your your and just kind of being able to see people on the other side of the mm. argument, not as an enemy, but just as someone who has a different opinion. Do you think things can and will get better? Can get better, yes. Definitely, yes, can get better. I think in order to achieve that, there has to be that work that's done to continuously push toward that working better. So I think 
if we can get to a place where we're starting to do that and th there are some things that are starting to do that but like where we're where we're really making headway and doing that i think then we can get to a yes on will it happen so do you think so do you think we will get to that place at some point or are we just going to kind of keep continuing mm -hmm. down this this spiral it's it's difficult to say i don't, I don't we, even know if i yeah have if answer. we this is this is pretty horrible of me <laughs> that i'm asking this question if we <laughs> keep going exactly as we're going right now i don't think things will get better and it's it's bleak to say but like something something's got to be done something's got to give yeah something's got to give um yeah no it's it's <laughs> it's scary but hey you know we're everyone's problem part of the problem yeah and so everyone's got to do their job to try and fix it um but anyway i think this is a really good place to leave off for this week um as eric mentioned we have a panel coming up uh later this week where we're mm -hmm. gonna talk about some of these issues and any and all of this stuff with you know professionals in the industry who have much more life experience than two college <laughs> students but um until until next week thank you so much for listening to uh week three of the chapman yeah. civility podcast my name is ian simmons and i'm eric faderwish make sure to follow us on instagram at the chapman civility project follow all of our happenings <laughs> there it's going to be a great few weeks and months and we hope you will stick around for the rest of it Thank you again so much. Have a great day.